This episode may contain trigger warnings such as suicide, depression, anxiety, sexual trauma, or other trauma-related incidents. If you or someone you know are having thoughts of or feelings of suicide, please call the suicide hotline at 1-800-273-8255 or 911 in your local area. And remember, I love you, man. Boop. We're recording this time on time, on key, on whatever you want to call it. Welcome to I Love You, Man. Chris? Did I make a yawn? No. I've trained myself to not yawn when I see a yawn. You know what yawning means, right? It's empathy. It means you're filling your lungs with air that it needs. You can't tell me that doesn't make you want to go. Nope. I've trained myself in the art of not yawning. You're a fucking animal. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> speaking of animals, how about today's guest? Yes, Joel Hunt. Founder of MBR, Military Broadcast Radio. Helps out veterans. Uh, does a lot of work with veterans. Um, I don't know if you noticed, we do some stuff with veterans, but this is not a veteran podcast, or at least we try not to make it be. We want it to be an everyone podcast. Oh, God. We've died it back quite a bit. I feel like... The first few episodes were really heavy military. I don't think we've intertwined it too much since. No, no. But the military people are like, oh, military, gung-ho, hoo-yah. <laughs> but yeah. this is a good uh, story. He tell, talks about, um, he, these are his words, talks about being blown up, um, how he became, uh, what's it called? Paralympics. He's a skier in the Paralympics. Uh, he's got a real interesting story. Real great background. I think you'll enjoy this episode a lot. So, without further ado, I'll quit wasting time and enjoy Joe Hunt. Enjoy it. Hey, Chris. Hey, Nate. What's up? You hear about this new app called Newsly? Uh, no, why don't you fill me in? Newsly is an audio app for iOS and Android. It picks up web articles about the most trending topics on the web at any given moment and reads them to you in a natural human voice, just like I did. How does that sound? Well, you sounded a little unnatural. I'm sure it does it better. It probably does it way better. Newsly has almost a million people listening. And for the first time in the history of the internet, the web becomes listenable. That sounds pretty promising. Yeah, they have a few less listeners than us. <laughs> Just a few. <laughs> uh, Newsly's pretty cool because it's like listening to the news. So the way, the same way that you listen to a podcast, you listen to the news. You'd be driving down the road instead of having to worry about what's going on in the world. It just reads it for you. Oh, that's cool. also yeah. And now I love you, man, is on Newsly. People can listen on Newsly and catch up with their news. Oh, that! I, why not? That's a win-win. And then for our audience, we even have a promo code. How exciting is that? Our first promo code. What is it? It is, I love you, man. But the I is a one and all the, ze uh, 
all the O's are zeros. So that I feel is, like you should put that in the description. It will definitely be in the description, but I'll say it out loud. It is one L zero V E Y zero U M A N. That's pretty complicated. That is. But I'll have it in the description. You know what comes with the uh, promo code? What? Is a one month free premium uh, discount. With premium, it's like Spotify premium. You get no ads. Um, you get unlimited skips, unlimited listening. All, you get all the good stuff. Oh. Yeah. Just for so, our listeners. Just for our listeners. Only I Love You Man listeners. Our friends. Oh. oh. <laughs> we never just we never agreed to that <laughs> so check out newsly's and uh it's a pretty great app go check out i love you man whatever you're listening on not saying you know to not listen on whatever you're listening to but if you need some news with your mental health even though the news and mental health probably isn't the best combination news listen is a to great the news app. get depressed and listen to us exactly and you can check out some other podcasts on there. That's Newsly, N-E-W-S-L-Y. You can find it on iOS and Android. Welcome, Joel. How's it going? Oh, it's going great. How are you guys today? We're, we're doing good. I'm doing good. Tired. Fantastic. I am exhausted. What what were you doing today? Working. <laughs> I'll do it. Working is exhausting. He, he told me that he was a machinist, but he really only presses buttons. I load stuff up and everything. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, you, you left that out. You left that out. And, yeah. and, and, and look, it takes skill to be able to load stuff up because. I do a lot of walking, a lot of standing around. Okay. Sometimes sitting. It's hard work. Very hard work. <laughs> uh, well, Joel, thanks for uh, being on tonight. I appreciate the invitation. Uh, I'm I'm expecting to have a lot of fun. Uh, I'm expecting uh, to share some of my thoughts and. Um, some of my ideas with you guys as well. Maybe, maybe it will, maybe it will help other veterans or uh, other people that are having um, some mental health um, issues. Um, but we'll we'll, I'll, we I'll, I'll, we'll, uh, we'll get the, we'll get started, and I'll let you ask the questions. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so. Tell us a little bit about yourself. That's the first question. All right. Well, Let us know uh, the real Joel. Well, I was in the I was in the army from '98 until 2007. I uh, kind of got forced out, retired. I got blew up and uh, came home in a wheelchair. Um, I learned really fast and really quick that. Uh, Sometimes you have to swallow up your pride and accept people to uh, help you. And I think that is the, wow, that was the biggest thing that I had a hard issue with was accepting that I had an injury 
And How was your I, military career before the accident? I was a 21, oh, well, I, I was a 12 Bravo, but they've changed it from like 21 to 12. Uh, combat engineer. Okay. Combat engineer, and, you know, then I got hurt, you know, don't cut the red wire. Um, but then I got hurt, and I found myself confined to a, a wheelchair for almost two years. Um, the the v, it, it had came to a process where my ex-wife was out of the picture, and the VA came up into my house, and you know they said they saw all the stuff um, was you know dishes in the sink, laundry. I mean boxes. I mean you name it. It looked like kind of like a hoarder house, and they're like, okay, well, you know, he can't do this. We we, we got to do something. So they called my parents and told them that they were getting ready to put me in a Fisher house or some kind of retirement because I couldn't take care of myself. And uh, they so it was almost like a, like an adult protective services situation. Yes. Yes. So uh, they came and uh, my, uh, my, my parents started the rehabilitation process. I will let everybody know now so that you guys don't have to look like a fool when it happens to you that I learned real quick that water aerobics is not a way to pick up on chicks. Don't matter what your mom says. Don't matter what anybody says. Yeah, water aerobics is not a place to uh, to try to meet chicks. I found that out the hard way. <laughs> And then uh, after I, you know, rehabilitated, my mom and dad decided they wanted me out of the house for a couple of days. And uh, they sent me to a, a TBI camp. And at this TBI camp, they taught me how to ski. And uh, for the first time in my life since I got injured. Now, you were walking at this point, or at this point, at this point, I was, I, I had got my, uh, I got my grounds. I was, I was walking now, because um, they had found out that one of the reasons, and the main reason why I was in a wheelchair, was because of like blackout and dizzy spells. It wasn't because of the, the, the power the paralyzation it was because of the blackouts and dizzy spells and when when i went to the va and i told them that you know i my issue was i couldn't regulate my body temperature so when my body temperature when i was doing something like crazy athletic or workout um with my legs my top half would get so red and so burnt, like I, I was past 102 degrees sometimes, that I would just, I would faint, or I would have dizzy spells, or I would experience uh, the Quaker, um, you know, the quake shakes. Do you, you know what yeah. I'm talking about? Okay. So I found out that that's what I, that's why I was blacking out and dizzy spells, you know, kind of like a stroke. And I went to this TBI camp, learned how to ski, and I was really good. Like, 
I was carving on my third day, and I had never skied before. I learned how to ski December 17th. 2008 and that first year i did 180 days ski days and i was in blues before march and then when april hit i was hitting black diamonds that sounds so really impressive point, so at that point um you know i i went to this this ski club and the guy that was teaching me how to ski, you know, he was a racer himself. And he didn't really say a whole lot because it was during that camp time. But, like, after the camp, I'm like, hey, I want to I do another lesson or whatever. And he's like, okay, all right. So Operation Rebound. Uh, one of the organizations that I was part of, you know, they 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 comped it, they paid for it, and you know, at this point, I'm just doing skiing just because I love it. Okay, I I love it. All right, but then this guy, he was talking to me, and I looked at him, and I'm like, so are you telling me with the right training and right education, I could be a r racer like you? You know. And I was kind of joking, you know, you know what I mean? Kind of joking, yeah. but the, the comment he made, can you believe that, that, that got me fired up so that the next five years, I didn't care if I was in the Paralympics. I just want to show that I couldn't make it there because I had somebody tell me that I couldn't. So what are the qualifications? Are you, are you missing any limbs or I, so I have traumatic brain injury and I'm paralyzed on my left side. Okay. Uh, and the, the paralyze paralyzation is the quali the qualifying uh, classification exactly. for the Paralympics. Unfortunately, TBI is not considered a classification because they keep, they keep, um, they keep asking them dumb questions like, oh, is it a physical cognitive disability or is it a physical disability? You know, and it's like, dude, why even argue about this? Just just have a have a classification for TBIs. How, how yeah. hard is that? You know, because there's so many skiers out there that have TBI that are good skiers but they don't get the chance because well yeah except for that one time they hit the tree and caused the tbi <laughs> right. <laughs> but, uh, but you know that's that's what that's what fired me up is when this guy that i respected a lot he's like nah man you you you, you can't do it because you're too old and that pissed me off that pissed me off to the point where, like, that next year, um, I got a hold of Operation Rebound Challenge Athletes Foundation, and they set me up with a, with a with a farmer team, you know? And that's how all this stuff is, okay? Like, the Paralympics, they have, like, uh, they, they have these sports clubs. And if you do the right thing and you're a really good skier, you don't need to worry about trying to to find out how to get to the road to the Olympics or the Paralympics, they're going to find you. 
Okay. Uh, just like if you're uh, an NFL football, look at Kurt Warner, you know, he, <laughs> he did arena football and they, they found you. And that's one of the things that I learned when I was working with the Denver Broncos, Peyton Manning had said that when it comes to life, when it comes to playing football, when it comes to anything, if you focus on doing it well and don't worry about the scoreboard, the scoreboard will speak for itself. And man, that that is that that is so easy to say, but like I didn't really understand it. And then I, I started playing uh, like a Madden football game. You know how like you're onside kicking all the time and yeah. you're doing good because you're having fun and you're 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 killing them. And then you look at it and they're like, oh shit. Well, maybe maybe I should go to all all Madden because this pro I'm up like 93. Now I'm I'm not doing any challenge. But see that that's that's how it's done, and that helped me a lot when I was skiing to try to represent the United States when I uh, went to Sochi, Russia in 2014. Instead of worrying about winning or instead of worrying about uh, competing, doing better than this person or this guy, I was literally like worrying about the course. Okay, I need to get on this line. I need to get on this line. Like I... There were times that I totally mind screwed myself because you can like you can you can over be over prepared. You know what I'm you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. you, can, you can be over prepared and the mind is such a such a crazy a crazy tool. Do you realize that one of the things that I've I've done since I've I've got out of the black center and I don't know if you guys do this, but before I put my, before I put my feet on the floor, I, I plan out my day. I like imagine, I like go through my day. Like, how am I going to present this? You know, if I, if I'm, if I'm speaking uh, or I'm doing a show, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll sit here like taking a shower and, you know, I'll be like, ladies and gentlemen, you know, and I'll, and I'll, and I'll sit there and I'll practice like mouthing stuff or talking stuff. Like I literally plan ahead kind of like when I did on the racetrack, when I represented the U S I would literally imagine the course I would, I would think about the angles i would think about the incline i would think about the lines hey because i don't want to catch air maybe i should cut this line a little bit so that it rounds it off and if i i hope i hope you guys know a little bit about skiing so that i'm not oh no not at all okay I'm, um well i do i do have a question for you yeah. though um so you seem very passionate about skiing. Now, I'm, I'm sure you love skiing as a sport individually anyways, but do you feel like part of the reason you gravitated towards it so much is because it would, it's what brought you out of that dark space of like feeling inept and feeling like a cripple and feeling like almost, you weren't worthy? Almost definitely. 
Most definitely. I mean, skiing has got me to the point where I am today where I want to, like, I was in Iraq. There's things that, there, there's, there's people that I couldn't help that I wanted to help. You know, uh, I can't, I can't take back the past and that's always going to haunt me. But what I can do is I can, I can save that veteran for tomorrow. And, you know, when we got 22 live DJs to go for my nonprofit, my radio station, I was ecstatic because I kept hearing, you know, you know, the 22, the 22, the 22, I kept, I kept hearing that. But my 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 thought is if I can give veterans a opportunity to represent their their country, okay? Because yeah. I had that chance and it, it it changed my life. If I can give that veteran or that person the opportunity to provide to represent their 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 country or their community, instead of feeling like they're a leech on society, then that that right there, it's all worth it. How do you um how do you contrast your honor for serving your country with your honor for serving your country in the Paralympics? Do you feel more pride for one or the other, or do you just feel like they're two different entities? I honestly Good have question. a little bit more I, I honestly have a little bit more pride that I went to the Paralympics because it's so rare. I, I it's so rare and like you know it, it's it's funny I say the same, but I, I learned a lot. You can learn a lot and don't take this literally. I can I can kind of explain it if need be, but you can learn a lot from eating food in a trash can. You humble yourself. You appreciate stuff. And I'll tell you, when when you're eating out of the trash can and somebody gives you something, you appreciate people a lot more. Yeah. <clears throat> so your military service, you know, Nate and I weren't combat vets. Nate was more active duty, and I was only in the reserves. Um, I initially signed up for the active duty but of course i let a woman change my mind but that's a different story <laughs> for a different day but um being that you are a combat vet what is it that you sympathize most with on the 22 suicides a day what do you think if you were to give a your opinion on what you think is causing this what do you think yeah. is leading to these men and women feeling like they're not life is no longer worth continuing you know, I think everybody, I think everybody likes exciting things happening to them, right? Like, I mean, every single day, I bet you, you wait for the chance to put something funny or some kind of exciting news on Facebook because you you like people to talk to, you know? You like people to give you compliments. Um, you like people to... You know, show, show, hey, I really care about you. You you want that. We, we kind of need some acknowledgement, you know. 
And I think it's very important to realize that some of these guys that are committing suicide, they're committing suicide because they don't have a support channel. They don't have uh, battle buddies that are there that, that are, dude, there's totally something different between you texting, you showing up there, kidnapping me and taking me to like McDonald's or Burger King compared to to giving me a call. Anybody that thinks giving somebody a call that is going to fix the, the the situation, you have no idea what the problem is. Yep. You're not present enough. Exactly. And you know what? No effort. And honestly, and this is the hard truth. Nobody wants to say it, but it's just the hard truth. There's a lot of people that sit there and say, hey, if you need something, reach out, call me. I'm here if you need me. But, you know, that person that always says that, they are only there if you need them when it's convenient for them. They're not going to open up that phone when they're at dinner with the family. That's happened mm-hmm. to me. Uh, I've had people, you know, say that and yeah. I, I would call them or text them or whatever when I needed them the most. And it was just silence, you yeah. know, and it was, uh, you know, silence is deafening. And, um, and I mean, the way hard. I see it is it's like, you know, Nate, in your situation, it's like, if you're the one that is, is struggling, you're the one that is like, you need that person. You are in a dark enough space that taxing you with being the one that's responsible to reach out might be too much to ask for anyways. Like why, why am, when I'm the one, like you should be coming to me, I'm giving enough verbal and nonverbal cues for you to understand that there, there's something wrong with me right now. And you need to, you need to appreciate that. And I quite necessarily, if, if you're saying that sentence at all, you should know that you should be reaching out to me anyways. And not my, my Facebook, but, but, it would be like on, on this defense, though. On the you're on this defense, okay. This is this this is just normal. This is everybody, okay. But everybody says where it. you live where you live right now, Chris. Where, um, just for an example, where do you live right now? Ohio. Ohio. Now, are you born and raised in Ohio, or unfortunately? Okay. All right. No, that's okay. <laughs> no, I love now, Ohio. <laughs> so you have kids that, or you have friends that you probably went to high school with that are there in your hometown, right? Yep. Okay. Now, you probably – now, they're only probably like nine or ten miles away from you, okay? Yep. And you probably haven't seen them for like 14, 15 years, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay? But I tell you what, if I called and told you, Hey man, we need to come to get, you know, we need to get together. Let's have a beer. Blah, blah, blah. Chances of are that happening are very, very slim. Okay? Yes, sir. But if you call them and say, Hey man, I got Peyton Manning here, dude. Come over. Let's have a beer. They would jump on it in an instant. And the reason why is, it's just how it is society. It is today. People value people that they can't touch. Or they value something that they can brag about every day. They can't exactly brag about, hey, I'm with my high school friend 
that I haven't seen for years. It's not something willing to brag about as a highlight of their status. And that's just how it is. Um, I mean, I, I, I think everybody has to be mature and has to realize that we all have toxic characteristics. So before we start pointing at somebody, you know, we we have to look at the mirror and realize that we have some issues ourselves instead of just pointing yeah. it out. It's easy to point it out. You know, it's one thing to point it out and, and another thing to have a resolution or resolve it. That that's that's the biggest thing. But I th I think I, I think at times all society we all are selfish at a point oh yeah it's human nature nate did you have a point you were you were trying to make earlier yeah i'm sorry i didn't mean to cut you off i don't remember but i do have a question um what made you want to join the army you know it's funny so i went in and i was i was gonna join the army and uh it was after a, uh, a a girl broke up with me. A girl, a girl broke up with me, and then I went into the I went into the army, just talked to him. Hey, you know how do I do this? Blah blah blah. Because I really wanted to go to the Marines, but they weren't they weren't open. Well, then they was open that next week, but then I went I went to hang out with a guy that I graduated high school with, and. Uh, I went to his place because, you know, new home, Kevin, you know, graduated, works in cheat cheese. Okay. I mean, that tells you how old I am. All right. So he comes home and he's like, hey, man, it's good seeing you. Blah, blah, blah. And I walk in there and I see a bunch of beer bottles, people smoking weed, and all the furniture was lawn furniture. They didn't have any furniture, everything was lawn furniture. And it scared the shit out of me. It scared the shit, out, shit out of me to the point where I'm like, I don't want to be 21-year-old reject living at home or living in an apartment with lawn furniture. How messed up do you have, you know, I already felt like I was white trash the way that I was, you know, that I came up in the country and stuff. I didn't, I don't need lawn furniture to, <laughs> to fully support that notion. Um, but yeah, that, that's the main reason why I joined the army was because I was, I was worried. I was scared shitless. And uh, I wanted to join the Marines, but they told me since I was on Ridland that, uh, that I, I couldn't be in the Marines because I, I was on Ridlin at one time when, when I was little. And you know, everybody's like, oh, they could have put a waiver in. Well, that wasn't the that wasn't the that wasn't the situation. The situation was I was already hurt from that girl. I've all I'm already scared that I'm gonna be a reject. So I was trying to join the army as soon as I could. I mean, I would love to tell you, oh, I joined the military, you know, to sacrifice for the nation, blah, blah, blah. No, I I, I joined because I, I, I was hurt and I got scared. But 
the military was a great opportunity for me and it taught me a lot i mean think about it today me and you would give anything to be able to go in the lunch hall and have them make me an omelet <laughs> those were good omelets i mean you know you know what i mean yeah that was the best job literally that's the reason why i kept re-enlisting is because i couldn't fucking cook I, I didn't I didn't have a wife. I wanted somebody to cook, so I kept joining the military so that I, I kept telling people I wanted to renew my class six membership. But it, it was all about the food. Yeah, sometimes the food was like groundhog eggs, especially in Iraq, but it was still food, man. So, so you, you did have an ex-wife at one so by the time we react your your accident, you did have a wife. I did, and she did not know how to cook either. So, I mean, I hate to get on it, but a lot of our listeners, you know, they like a lot of them are still at that low point. So, you know, it helps them know when other people are in that situation. That two year span between finding skiing and you know, the accident, what, at what point were you at your lowest? At what point do you think you might've, you know, maybe I don't have much left. If you I, ever were. There was, there was one, pl- there was one time when I had recently just got in my wheelchair. I had absolutely no friends because, you know, at this time, um, there was no real thing of Facebook. There wasn't really anything like social media. It was like Yahoo Messenger, remember? Yeah. It was those kind of days, right? And I didn't, I didn't have any support. I didn't really have any friends. I mean, I had my mom and dad. But, you know, once you, once you leave that immediate family and you go out to that branch of the family, that, that, that family is more visual than it is actually heart pumping. If, if, yeah. Maybe my family is the only way, uh, only like that. I I don't know. But my lowest point was when I didn't have anything. I had lost everything, and I looked at my dog, which he's 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 uh, he 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 died in uh, two thousand two thousand eleven. But I, I looked at my dog, and I'm like, well. I don't have no money, but at least I got you, you know, and, and that, and that helped me. That helped, that helped me a lot. But I tell you when, when I started doing the skiing and, you know, I, my ego was being stroked. I mean, there was nothing that you could do to stop me. I, I felt like I was on top of the world. There were, there were times that I literally thought that I had the, you know, life by the balls. And then I had to, you know, quickly remind myself, dude, you're holding your own shit. You know, don't brag too much, you know, <laughs> eat, 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 eat some humble pie. Cause uh, I'm a, I'm a big, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a big believer in, in, in karma. What, what, watch what you say, because the, the shit will come after you. Do you still ski? You know, it's funny you said that. I haven't skied in a while, and I have like this uh, 
this teaching camp <laughs> that I'm, I'm supposed to do in February. So I told my wife this weekend, since there's supposed to be a snowstorm here in Colorado, um, I might want to. I might want to think about going up to the mountains and 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 doing a couple of turns because I, I think skiing is like riding a bicycle or even roller skating. Once you know how to do it, I, I don't think you really lose the the notion unless you have like an accident or something. Um, but I can tell you that when it comes to when when it, when it comes to skiing. It, it's it's just like uh, roller skating. You just roll your ankles. That's that's how you turn. Well, I'm not very athletic, so I'll never <laughs> experience. I've always wanted to go snowboarding, though. Okay. Snowboarding is fun. Nathan, if you ever come here to Colorado, all you have to do is text me. Give me one day, and I will give you the H train experience. We will we will go up on the top of the mountain, and if my boy Bodie or my girl Vaughn, uh, Lindsay Vaughn or one of them, they're around, we'll we'll take you on a little ice capade and veil, and you'll you'll love it. Yeah, I used to live in Colorado. Uh, okay, my favorite place. We've talked about going back because it was just amazing. Well, you hey, come get with me. We'll 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 uh we'll hit some days. My I I love copper. That's the mountain that I love. We used to go uh camping in the Netherlands. Netherlands. Okay. Netherlands over by Eldora. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I I know all those hills, man. I was very lucky that I got to ski some of the craziest mountains, you know, the, the mountain in Sochi, Russia, that mountain that I skied, that was, that was crazy. That was ridiculous. Uh, the incline was, I, I, I think that was like a, I, I want to say it was like a 55 degree incline. I mean, it was, it was sharp. Hmm. So um I don't know how you how you are, but I know some people um well I don't know how to word this question. So you got injured in ninety five, you said, right? No, I got injured in two thousand seven. Six. Two thousand seven. I I think it was a oh. combination of all kind of the Where did I get ninety five from? I, well, I joined Here the I was born. service in 98. Oh, man. Oh. You were, you were thinking of the year I was born, Nate. Ignore that question. Just... Yeah, you're good. You're we can good. edit that part out. You're good. <laughs> you've been working hard, man. I, I, I tell you, you, I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm tired. I might as well be drunk. It's the only way I can experience that since I can't drink. <laughs> Well, so uh, you are the founder of MBR. Yes, I'm. I'm the founder of Military Broadcast Radio. Uh, we were kind of changing the way um, our whole board and network is. So soon, I'll be the CEO. Uh, but you know, 
NBR. It's it's the station. It, it's dedication is to giving every single veteran like yourselves an opportunity to be on a network for the for their voice to be heard. You know, because um, if you go to like a radio station, like like I said before, I went to a radio station and you know they loved me. They loved me, but uh, because of my traumatic brain injury, the way I talked, you know, stuff like that, there's no way that I could be on a, on air at talent. And I'm like, why? There's so many people have so many great things to say, so many great things that they've learned, life skills, you know, life hacks, you know. But for for example, did you know that if you take since it's all snowy and shit right now, right? Did you know if you take a Ziploc bag and you put scalding hot water in that Ziploc bag and you seal it up and you put it on the front of your windshield, it will de it will defrost all your ice without scraping it. I'm gonna have you to try that Thursday. Texas yeah, is getting well, a pretty big snowstorm on Thursday. Oh, in Texas? Yeah. <laughs> That's what you guys We're all panicking because last year in February, uh, it destroyed our power grid. Y'all didn't hear about it? This didn't make national news? I heard news. about that. I saw well, you I heard about it. $1,000 electric bills. Yeah. I got pretty uh, – our power company is pretty good, though. So yeah, knock on wood. <laughs> well, I meant with prices. But uh, well, that's our infrastructure is failing. It's all old as shit. Damn. Uh, sure about so that bridge that collapsed in Pittsburgh? With, like an hour before they were supposed to have an infrastructure meeting. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Can't make that up. Talking about infrastructure. <laughs> Well, let's not get into politics. NBR, NBR, uh, how did it get started? Like, um, like in 2000, you like, let's do so this. 2003, Jim Butler, he created a station so that he could keep up with his buddies and, and so that they could keep up with music. And it was established in 2003. And he called it Military Brotherhood Radio. And then one, um, I, I came to him with my show in uh, 2015. I uh, went to school in 2016 at Colorado Media School, and then uh, I, I was just I was just working everything. And he calls me one day, and he's like, "Well, man, I'm I'm done. I'm retired." He's like, "So you can either take over the radio station or." You can close it up. And I told him that I had this vision and I still have the vision. And he's like, all right, well, then go ahead. And I'm like, well, I'm going to change the name because I want to be known as the founder if we're changing it from an LLC to a nonprofit. And from uh, it was in 2017, it was an LLC. I changed it to, to a nonprofit in 2018. I changed the name to Military Brotherhood Radio to Military Broadcast Radio because it's a different age. There's just some people that, 
You know, they're like, hey, where's the sisters? You know, kind of thing, you know? And I'm like, okay, all right. You know what? I don't want this to be even a discussion because it's an opportunity. So I changed it to Military Broadcast Radio. I'm the founder. And, uh, you know, my dream, my dream was to have a internet radio station to where I could get DJs that are that, that are veterans that feel they just feel like they're a leech on society sometimes and give them the opportunity to serve the community in a different manner kind of like I I got the opportunity with skiing skiing changed my life and I think this can change people's outlook and when they when they're a part of MBR you know we tell them what gear to get you know, we try to help you get that gear. And then if we have money in the account, we're going to try to help provide you that same gear that we just trained you on. Um, in 2018, very good friends with Brandon Stokely. And I went to Brandon. You guys know who Brandon Stokely is, right? Oh. He's the wide receiver, NFL, three-time Super Bowl champion. He was oh, with yeah, Brandon the Broncos. He was with the Indianapolis Colts. I don't watch football. Oh, okay. I'm a Bengals fan. All right, there we go. My... Go my time. Um, but Brandon Stokely, he uh, he he joined partnership with me. He's a spokesperson for MBR, and uh, we we've been loving it ever since. You know, we uh, we do we. Uh, in the past, we've given Thanksgiving dinners out to the troops on Buckley Air Force Base. Uh, nice. We've went to the PTSD program at the VA hospital and gifted them Christmas baskets. Uh, we've uh, I've organized uh, for July. For, it, it was on July 4th. I organized a, a veteran skydiving thing. If you had a a disability or an injury, you you go skydiving, and it wasn't about the skydiving. It was about you know today, I I know who I am, but I'm gonna do the skydiving as an independence to to myself because I I'm not gonna be disabled anymore. You, you can be disabled, but not have the mindset that you're disabled. You know, um, so ever ever since. I, I've did all these events. I've I've been doing it for the radio station and all of our DJs. We get the opportunity to do things for veterans, even through the radio station. We we do events. We go uh, movie pre-screening stuff like that. I mean, we we do everything. Uh, usually in August, uh, we take. 12 veterans to meet the Denver Broncos of the team and they get a football signed by all the teammates. Wow. That is pretty impressive. Um, how can, can people just uh, look up mbr.com? Yep, yep. yep, and if anybody is ever interested in joining, if anybody is ever in interested in just supporting volunteering anything whatsoever maybe you just have a a, a news tip 
just email us at manager at mbradio.us. That's mikebravoradio.us. And we'll uh, we'll get in contact with you as soon as we get that email. And no question was stupid. I'm sure I could find one. <laughs> Not if I beat you to it. <laughs> well, Joel, uh, thank you. We've been on just about an hour. Uh, appreciate everything that you've done. Thank you for your service. Um, and you've done some amazing things, and you continue to do amazing things. And we look forward to hearing from you again. Thanks for uh, being on. Um, Chris, thank you, you for having me. Carry I on the rest. Myself. I will. We have a tradition here, and uh, that's at the end of every show. We just like to say, I love, I love you, man. man. I love you, man. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you, Joe, and you have a good rest of your day. You too. What's left of it? Yeah, what's left of it? If you or someone you know are having thoughts or feelings of suicide, please call the suicide hotline at 1 800 273 8255 or 911 in your local area. And remember, I love you, man. This podcast has been a production of Fancy Name Productions.